0: Log talk radio
1: did you know that everyone is born with psychic abilities it's just a matter of knowing how to tap into it wouldn't it be great to have a podcast that can help this is the psychic inside show joelle the vibrarian on a higher frequency is on a mission to elevate enlighten and empower we're all born with gifts and abilities but not all of us recognize or accept them hear from people who've opened up to the psychic inside you'll hear their fascinating stories and we'll take a peek behind the veil plus psychic readings and more our phone line is open dial 646-787-8436. That's 646-787-8436. This is the Psychic Inside Show. And now your host, Joelle the Vibrarian.
2: (laughs) Greetings, greetings and hello. I am so excited to be here again for another of the Psychic Inside Show. As he said, my name is Joelle and I am the Vibrarian. I'm here to elevate, enlighten, and empower. One of the ways that I do that is through providing an opportunity for you to connect and hear stories from extraordinary people. I believe that we're all awesome, right? And I believe that we are expanding into an awareness of gifts and abilities like never before. Each time I have this show, I have an opportunity to sit down with someone who has actually stepped into an awareness of something very unique to them, and we have an opportunity to get a peek behind the veil through these interviews. Now, I am on the Blog Talk Radio Network, which is uh, the Vibrary Collective. You can also find me on YouTube under the Vibrary. Now, that's V-I-B-E as in energy, okay, R-A-R-Y. And uh, each of the episodes with my guests are available for you to listen to either through YouTube and also on all of the podcasting platforms, iTunes, Google, Audible, you can search for shows and catch up on all the episodes that you have missed. Now, if you're on the phone lines, uh, the the number to call is 646-787-8436. If you're holding in the queue, please press pound one, and that lets me know that you want to come on the air. Sometimes we have opportunity to have readings as part of our show, and tonight we are not going to be offering that in that segment. However, there is a special bonus, and if you stick around a little bit, I will be providing an opportunity for you to connect with my guests tonight on another platform, so After all that housekeeping is taken care of, let me just say that uh, tonight I'm very excited because my guest is another one of the amazing people that are on the roster of connections that I've made through the Big Psychic Fair, Gloria Parker's Big Psychic Fair. The Blue Barn. Now, I know if you've listened to this show more than one or twice, you have heard me talk about the big psychic fair. Not only have I been a reader up there, but I also for years and years was a patron of uh, Gloria's event. I met so many, had so many awesome readings when I got there. Um, And from, she's been in business probably 30 years, 32 years, something like that, giving this weekend once a month, first weekend of the month, opportunity for people to connect with readers of all types. Consistently, I have had beautiful services, and my guest this evening was a very, very recent, actually, provider of reading services for me. I met her. I want to welcome you tonight, uh, my guest, Cld, Cld, Intuitive, Cld. Welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. <laughs>
0: Hey Joel, thank you so much for having me tonight. <laughs> I've been really thinking about this like for over a month already. <laughs> oh, I it's know. Nice to... I,
2: and we also like connected probably over a year ago. Is when I sat with you for the first time. Mm-hmm if not close to that, and then I we've been kind of angling to get connected for the schedule for quite a while, and I'm so happy that you were able to fit us in for this conversation this evening. So, I mean, let me just share with the guests. I sat down at your table, and it was so cool because not only was the reading on point, but Odin was like a big presence came through and then i went upstairs and it turns out the painting that i had uh print that i had bought from an artist was um a norse seer or oracle so all this energy came in like on the same day and you <laughs> really are the one that ushered in the awareness oh my goodness this. <laughs> this is <nothing. laughs>
0: Um, I'm I mean I do have a um that that is part of my uh heritage. and I, I do have a Eastern European Slavic heritage, so maybe that
2: has something to do with it. I had uh. ancestors
0: watching or something. <laughs>
2: Well, it was amazing. I was receiving, like, my own messages, which was beautiful because, you know, as you say, you never know what uh, high vibrational and loving energy wants to communicate with you, and um, that's a beautiful thing because all I knew of you is that you were a tarot reader and your energy was nice, and so I put my name on your sheet and sat down, and it was definitely a uh, clear message that was helpful. And I have to say to our people listening, I would be hard-pressed to say that you are over 25. Are you around that age? Maybe 22? I mean, you're very young.
0: so I actually turned 30 this Saturday.
2: Wow, okay. (laughs) Well, yay, you have it definitely useful. You know, that was one thing is that, you know, you had this very useful energy, and a lot of the readers were probably seemed older than you. Uh, So (laughs) have you been reading tarot for a long time? I have been,
0: I've I've had a tarot deck in my hands since I was about 8 years old and um <laughs> I've never
2: I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just giggling. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> um and um that was um that was interesting because um I had one parent who um was kind of interested in the mystic mystical side of things and then another parent who was um uh more i i want to say uh we weren't raised catholic but they were raised catholic and they were very like evangelical and you know they they saw the tarot cards and they mm-hmm. they just assumed that they were the devil so mm-hmm. um i'm i'm sure a lot of uh tarot readers in the south had that experience growing up though um but uh so uh- i've been I've been playing with them since I was eight and you know, growing up through my teen years I was always giving my friends tarot readings and
2: okay. um
0: and all things of that sort. But I didn't actually explore the idea of doing it professionally until a few years ago actually, um when um I think I think you interviewed her as well, Amy I met Amy Catherine. Oh yeah.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> Um she actually you know she helped me explore you know the the different ways that I could actually you know read for strangers and and things and stuff like that, and not just um you know doing it for family members and she opened me up to the the big psychic fair mm-hmm. and um uh, it's it's just been a it's just been a great journey i think my my very first fair was last September, and um, okay. it's it's just been a great time, you know, actually getting getting to know um, strangers a little better through through tarot and 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 learning that way.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I will say that at Gloria's, you it's like you you get your weight up, so to speak. Uh, the room is filled with you know anywhere from uh, ten to back before the pandemic you know some, even more readers, all reading and people in like pretty close proximity and so there's a lot of energy <laughs> that comes in and mm-hmm. learning how to a focus and then just kind of being in the flow with so many seasoned. Uh, people who are very comfortable in their gift, what is very uh, helpful. I found it very helpful, you know, to be in a, such a nice community, you know.
0: Yeah, that was very helpful for me as well. Um, I, because I, I, I don't find myself um, liking to be in big crowded areas too often, but when I'm in the big psychic fair with all that, that really good energy and, and, you know, those, those wonderful people that are there, it doesn't feel crowded, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like, a simple. it just feels like, you know, um, you know, even if it does get loud in there, sometimes it's very, there's still a very calm energy that just surrounds the area and that is, oh, yeah. um that that's really helped a lot to just be in a place with other people who have similar interests to me and they have similar experiences with um, intuitive experiences um, and just learning from those people as well because like in between when I have like a break
1: mm-hmm. you know I'll
0: chat with the different psychics in there and it's just it, it's been great to really learn from them as well since um, some of them have, have been there for you know doing the psychic fairs for a while it's it's great to learn from them and get experience
2: yes and you also mentioned uh Amy Catherine let me just say her tea and tarot series is if you're in Atlanta, she does this up at I think Forever in a Day, and also like does more intensive I think uh, education on tar- tarot. And from what I've heard, she's phenomenal. So definitely, I'm glad that you can relate it. It helped you along your journey. Now at at eight, did you? Have an awareness of anything that we would call like extrasensory that would have drawn you to the cards, or let you know that maybe you were experiencing things differently than others.
0: Um, I would have. I I was very. Um, I was a different child. Um, I had uh you know undiagnosed adhd and uh other neurodivergences and um you know i i had what i thought were like just very strange thoughts and um like i would just have a strange thought about something happening and then it would happen mm-hmm. or i would be thinking of someone in my head and then they would just uh you know call our home phone mm-hmm. or um, you know, I would have like a deja vu moment and there were just little things like that that would happen to me as a child where, you know, I would tell my parents and I'd be like, Oh, you know, I da, da 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 I saw this or, you know, I knew that was gonna happen and you know, of course, you know, parents when like, you know, their eight to ten year old child is like, Oh, I can see the future, they're like, Yeah, okay. That's cool. <laughs> That's neat. Right. Um, you know, my dad uh my dad would uh he would indulge me a little bit more than uh my other parent would. But uh it's um it, it was just it was interesting because uh, you know, my other parent they uh they had gifts of their own but okay. it was like they were in denial kind of. Mm-hmm. And so um you know, I, I had similar things that would happen to me, you know, they, oh, okay. they had, they had intuitive gifts and, um, it would, it would have been nice to be able to share that a little bit more with them, but I was, um, you know, there were just little coincidences and, you know, deja vus that would happen mm-hmm. all up through my teen years. And, uh, I, I would just, thinking you know maybe I'm just really good at guessing things and Mm. you know I knew I knew about psychics and intuitives and and everything but like um it hadn't occurred to me that I had you know a a gift that I could develop or a skill that I could develop further and explore and expand on it hadn't um you know I was using the tarot cards but I hadn't um you know i would still refer to the book every now and then and i it mm-hmm. hadn't occurred to me that i you know could toss the book and just interpret the cards or interpret my intuitive feelings
1: in mm-hmm. that way and
0: not not need to to refer to anything else for it
2: at what point do you think that you started to move more into your intuition
0: Um, probably it was after, during high school, I, I started to dabble more in, Mm -hmm. um, you know, tarot and metaphysical work and, um, but I didn't really get to fully explore it until, you know, after high school Mm -hmm. when, um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't take a traditional path um, I didn't go back to college until I was 25
1: okay. and so
0: I had all that time in between when I graduated and you know so up until the current time you know I've I've just been kind of delving more into intuition and spiritual development because um, it was more like something that I kept I would put it off and put it off and then the universe mm-hmm. would just find ways to you know drag me back to it and um
1: mm-hmm.
0: it you know I know I know no one's spiritual journey is perfect and I you know you can find very very few people who can say that they've had a you know a happy joyful skip in the meadow type of journey <laughs> but um <laughs> it was uh It it was just those intense years of just, you know, going through a lot of disappointment and pain and betrayal that really, that really, you know, rounded out my journey. And it really, if I hadn't had those experiences, then I wouldn't have been able to ask myself the bigger questions. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was very important to me through for that time, for me to not have a traditional path, and for me to kind of go a little bit off the rails and kind of mm-hmm. um, experience experience those things so that I can grow.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, as you and- were talking about like the path, the uh, you know the idea of paths and traditions and um expected trajectories uh, things like mm-hmm. that so much of that is like piscean era right and uh an alignment with moving into like the aquarian era that <laughs> non-traditional individualized reality experience he seems to be mm-hmm. very in alignment with that and I just want to say that as I'm thinking about um you know ADHD and neurodivergence or and neurotypical typicalness and all these terms that we're beginning to uh use to more adequately describe how people process I think that it would be very challenging as you said to have not only like uh, the way your energy is wired, but also the brain is wired to experience things just differently. Not that it's extrasensory perception. It's really just perceptions, right? And processes. So I have a a dear friend who, and and a lot of psychic friends that I know actually are finding out that they have ADHD or differences undiagnosed until like 40 or 50 years old. And Mm -hmm. this, this is after like several years of developing purposefully their intuition and spiritual gifts coming back to like a mainstream kind of functional diagnosis has been part of what i've observed in the journey did you like have to integrate at some point in time then two systems um i'm still
0: i'm still trying to learn how to do that because i was i did not get diagnosed with adhd until after high school. And then as recently as last year, it was, um, you know, I had other neurodivergencies come up and um, trying to integrate them has been, um, it's been a little challenging, but I think my main goal is to um, stick to my intuition Mm-hmm. More so than uh, the thoughts that m- might crowd my mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I have, um, you know, if I think too much about a reading and I I I go I start reeling into details, it can get very confusing very quickly because my mind will um, start searching for details and intricacies and trying to put all that information together and, um, it's, it, it has been a little tough trying to sort out what my brain wants to do yeah. with the information yeah. and what my intuition is trying to show me uh-huh. so that it has been a little bit difficult. Um, I've, I think I've been managing pretty well doing those readings at the the big psychic fair. It has been a huge, huge help to me because it It helps me practice just trusting my intuition and trusting mm-hmm. what my what's what spirit is telling me through mm-hmm. the images and you know cards that come up i don't um I try not to question it too much mm-hmm. and that that has really helped me sort of um, blend the two parts of mm-hmm. myself together the, you know, what, like you were saying, the physical diagnosis in, you know, in in like a, I guess from a neurotypicals point of view Mm -hmm. and, you know, my identity Mm -hmm. and and, and integrating those two, those two things has become easier
2: over time. That's, we're good to hear. I can relate because. So, as a librarian, and I believe I also probably have some undiagnosed neurodivergencies, right? <laughs> because women, as we know, a lot of times are underdiagnosed in terms of what things have been looked for in the past. But my strongest Claire is Claire Cognizant, and I'm a librarian. So, I have consumed massive amounts of data and information in my brain. So, when I would begin to receive things to say in a reading, I would doubt Mm -hmm. that it was my intuition because I was using references from Homer's Iliad, right? And I would think, well, that was my brain saying that, but it really wasn't. It was... Spirit using the way my brain works and my associations and catalog, it was using that to help me facilitate the message that it needed to get through. And I had to trust then that it was the claircognizance not the brainiac you know so yeah it was very relatable in terms of moving into in knowing what you're just knowing what you're supposed to do in any or say in any given moment
0: yeah learning to learning to just trust and um you know as um, I, I, I'm i not sure of your experiences uh, growing up, but uh, as a child with neurodivergencies, you know, I, that would have been passed over for years, um, there was a lot of self-doubt as well in my, in, inside my inner monologue. And that was another thing that was... Um, Uh, it it was a little bit difficult to over, but, you know, trust, trusting in spirit and learning to trust intuition has really been the, the best uh, factor in, in overcoming that, that uh, inner monologue, you know, speaking with self doubt and, and Mm -hmm. all of that. It, it, it's really learning to just trust yourself and, Mm -hmm. and to, from
2: the, the intuition. <clears throat> I notice that you do, so in your social handles, you're, you know, CLD intuitive. Do you mm-hmm. uh, resonate with the term psychic or is that, is intuitive more how you define um, or would describe I,
0: it? So, <laughs> um, the term I don't mind the term psychic at all. Like, it's not really a taboo word for me, but um, I I do resonate a little bit more with intuitive because, you know, if I say, Oh yeah, I'm, you know, it's like
2: Mm -hmm.
0: people who might not be as open to that, you know, the metaphysical community, um, you know, they're like, Oh, all right. You know,
2: (laughs) me tell me my fortune.
0: Like, you know, what's the future like? What's the weather going to be like? I'm like, I don't, I can't. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, it, so I do use the term, uh, I don't dislike the term psychic, but I do, I do favor the term intuitive because mm-hmm. it, it, I feel like it's more accurate and it, it mm-hmm. doesn't, people who might not be as open to, metaphysical community um it doesn't put them in a in a in a weird position i guess or it doesn't make them feel weird if i if i tell them that or as right. as I, I don't think
2: feel weird yes um, there is still a little you know like you said i use the word psychic but you know it still gets <laughs> to, you know oh yeah sure yeah. you are you know those reactions so uh and uh So, also, you do things other than just readings and intuitive guidance. You also are working energy. So, I think Mm -hmm. that, like, the whole intuitive kind of flows with the idea that there will be more that a person could receive from you than a, a psychic reading, you know, so you you were a Reiki practitioner for one thing, right? And Yes. Um Go ahead. I, I'm
0: um I'm a Reiki master and uh Amy Catherine was uh actually the one who taught me. I took uh I took all of her classes and she attuned me as well. So
2: Beautiful. <laughs> Yay, I love it. Amy is awesome. (laughs) I love my interview with her. I've had great sessions with her, and uh, I consider her a wise woman. So that's so cool. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I noticed in your bio is that you are talking about Reiki therapy with stuffed animals. Yes,
0: I so I've before I was a Reiki master, uh, you know, I I I would use um healing healing touch but before I was ever attuned or anything with Reiki, you know, I would use Healing Touch and I would, you know, cleanse my stuffed animals and I would kind of just like um hold on to them and like infuse them with energy so, you know, when when I hold them like it just it gives me a really good feeling and like um, I just, I, I, I love, now I, I perform Reiki on the stuffed animals and like, I don't know, it, it just, I think they give my office like a really good vibe.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would definitely love, I mean, I, I hadn't even thought of that. I know that we learn, you know, with the distance and, and, you know, envision the form and the Reiki and everything, but, uh, or proxy. So a stuffed animal I could see would be as good as anything. And, like, if you're gifting it as well, I mean, you can Reiki anything, (laughs) you know. But uh, I thought that was, like, really nice because you were mentioning, you know, uh, what pet Reiki and you know yes. the um little kids with stuffed animals. I mean, it's such a soft and healing way to send energy out into the world. Yes, I I
0: absolutely love doing Reiki on pets. Simply because, like you know, I I can see a difference when I perform Reiki on my cats. Or my dog, or you know on anyone on anyone's animals you know mm-hmm. um i I can just see you know a change in their behavior you know mm-hmm. from from the time that you know I put my hand on their little head or their mm-hmm. back, it's like you know I can like feel them like calming down and relaxing mm-hmm. it's just i I just love that, and um i um i I've given. I have gifted Reiki stuffed animals to people before. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just, I would love to do that for people though. I hope, I hope um, at some point in the future to be able to open up my services to people who would like to, to have that done for them. I would just, I would love to do that. Um, Cause it, it just, there's there's just something about it that um you know, I've I've always been a stuffed animal girl. I've always you know, it was me in Build A Bear <laughs> almost every week with my dad. <laughs> you know, when they have you um have
2: you ever been yeah. to Build a Bear? I have not um, done one, but I've been in them. It was kind of after my time, you know, in terms of that. Yeah. Uh, but I, of course, saw the mania when they came out and the long lines when people were waiting to get to their workshop time.
0: Oh, yeah. they. I remember waiting in lines with my dad for a good 30 or 45 minutes just to get in there. <laughs> but, uh, um one thing that I loved, though, um, in Build-A-Bear, when you're, when you're building your, your animal, they give you a little, um, a small stuffed heart, and they, ha- they have you hold it in your hands. Uh, when they're ready to stuff it and sew mm-hmm. it up, they, they have to hold the heart in your hands and um, make a wish or say, some, say like, um, they, don't, they don't use the word prayer, but, you know, they you know, right. make a wish you know, whisper something to the heart and then they put the heart inside of the animal.
2: And oh. that
0: you know, I think that really, <laughs> I think that really is what mm-hmm. sparked me, um, you know, being so in love with like stuffed animals now and, you know, really wanting to like infuse them with like good things and, and, and put
2: all that great energy into them. It's just, well, they're just let me, so. Let me tell you, I have, <laughs> uh, I'm what, 51. Yes, I am. And I have a whole collection of uh, sentimental teddy bears that I continually add to. And I have a whole little family of squishmallows. <laughs> oh, my God. So I when you open your when you open your Etsy store and offer your Reiki infused uh, uh, fluffies, I will definitely patronize you. <laughs> <laughs> I I will
0: I will Reiki all of your stuffed animals, all your teddies, all your squishmallows. I will do all of them. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, we'll have a Reiki circle with them and uh, get everybody. I've got a whole crew of Reiki folks over here on the south side, so we could. Definitely do some beautiful love work as well. For you know, maybe we'll put together a little uh, community service project and go bless some teddy bears for you know, oh yeah, something. So
0: <laughs> yeah, that would that would be
2: so fun. <laughs> excuse me, I'm having some. <clears throat> Let me get a drink, everybody. Excuse me. Oh, you're. <laughs> oh, <good. clears throat> okay, the weather has the been kind of dry. Yeah, and the allergies have been late in Atlanta this year for some reason. I've been having a lot of irritation, but thank you for your patience with all this. Oh, you um, I was going to. Oh, so when I sat with you, you recommended to me a book that you were reading. I think called The Way of the Water Priestess. Yes, that- The
0: Way of the The Way of the Water Priestess. Um. That yeah, I I um I also work with. Um, I do a lot of bath magic. I do a lot of salt baths and cleansing baths. Um, I know, um, a, a, as an empath, I'm sure that you know that it's important to keep your energy um, cleansed after you know reading, reading with people or um, mm-hmm. doing any of that. So that it, it was a really uh, that that was a helpful book um, that I that I read through to, you know- to better
2: understand. Magic. I picked up a copy of it because after you suggested it because I'm a good librarian. You know, we take book <laughs> recommendations seriously. And I made it like through, I guess, here's my challenge. Some of it was too practical application for me. Um, you know, yes. there's a lot of earth craft and it definitely you towards like um uh druidic celtic kind of timelines and Mm -hmm. so like other path it was it was just like a path it didn't necessarily resonate down in the nitty gritty (laughs) of it but i found it interesting and informing in the early chapters when it was talking about some of the women and water priestesses that we know from, lore and mythology. You know what I mean. <clears throat> so I never yeah, finished it is. yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, it is. I I do keep the kind of books that I keep in my collection. They do tend to be a little bit more technical. Um, mm-hmm. I I seldom read, uh, fun fiction. So, right. so a lot of the books that I do recommend um right. they are they are um metaphysical but I I select them because they're very technical and they have um I I know there's a few um methods in there for you know the ingredients for like um cleansing baths and rituals and stuff like that mm-hmm. so uh, I do and I do quite enjoy keeping those kinds of books in my own personal <laughs> collection. Oh yeah. But uh
2: It was very ritual, like doing definite little rituals and practices to kind of self-initiate into a particular spiritual discipline, if you will. Yes. And I think that's the part that I was like, ah, yeah, okay, just, you know, and I didn't approach it from the way that you just shared. So I'll release myself from my read a book cover to cover (laughs) idea and kind of just... Check in on that because I love the bath thing too. I'm definitely a ritual bath kind of a sister in that as well.
0: Yeah, no. I um, um, I, I was just gonna say I don't really um when I when I get the technical books that like have instructions and rituals. What my favorite thing to do is is I'll just go through them and and kind of select the things that I like and things that I agree with and I'll put to I'll use them for my own. Thing like I'll put my own my own spin on it, and mm-hmm. while using that uh, kind of structure, if that makes mm-hmm.
2: sense. yeah, it
0: does yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: yes, like recipes and ingredients, right, and uh, mm-hmm. sticky notes and everything <laughs> for the yes, highlight and sticky notes. Is yes. there any? particular book that you can say really did something in your journey of awareness for you um the one book
0: that really actually changed my life it it was you know um it's a extremely popular book um it's not for everybody Um, but it's, it's extremely popular. You'll, you'll know it. Um, it was, uh, a book called the secret. They made a movie out of Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, (laughs) um, I don't know what to ascribe to. Yes.
2: (laughs) I got (laughs) it. it, it. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Um, that, that really, it really helped change my life for the better. Um, Because I I also have a tendency or had a tendency to fall into these very like kind of hopeless, depressive Mm. spells where I was just so overwhelmed by my thoughts and Mm. by my feelings. And, you know, I was getting all it, it was this time when I was just getting all these kinds of mixed signals from the universe and like I couldn't sort out what were my own thoughts and what were my intuitive thoughts. And it was like right in the thick of that storm that I came back to the secret. Cause I had heard my dad was really interested in all that stuff when I was like, you know, an adolescent, like, you know, 11, 12, 13, you know, me being a young teen teenager, I was like, yeah, you know, that's cool, dad. I'm going to go do something. <laughs> uh, Cause I, I didn't really make the connection between the law of attraction and metaphysical work and, you know, tarot and, uh, you know, all of that other stuff. So I came back to it and um, it really, the principles in there really helped me kind of control my flow of thoughts and my, Mm -hmm. my, the flow of my feelings so I could sort Mm -hmm. out what what spirit was trying to tell me and what the universe was trying to tell me and what my um, anxious thoughts were, because I mm. would have anxious thoughts would, that would just spin out of control,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it helped me, the information in that book really helped me hone in on that and curate my thoughts and feelings mm. a little bit better, Not not mm. hide them or suppress them, mind you, but... Kind of curate um, you know what was what was you know just my anxious thoughts taking over and what I was supposed to be building on based on mm-hmm. what I was feeling from spirit and the universe mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> that makes total sense i mean it it was one of those light bulb kind of things I think people either got it or were like huh yeah not right now like you said like when you mm-hmm. encounter it is different you know it's like uh the four agreements every time i read it it's like whoa okay right there's certain things that i think are going to activate you no matter where you are in the journey mm-hmm. And you work a lot with the law of attraction and manifestation now in your spiritual work. It like you're a proponent of it and facilitator of teaching it? Yes. That's, yes. Okay. Um, I
0: I really I to anyone who's willing to listen to me talk about it because I can go on for hours if they ask me to. Um, I really do try and um and talk to people about it. You know, if if I think that you know they're they're willing to listen or they just outright ask me about it, I'm willing to talk to people about it and and just tell them you know what I do on on mm-hmm. a daily basis and and how I got into it. Um you know, of course um I never want people to feel like I'm like shoving information down their throats or anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, um but i i do i do use that a lot um when like when i'm giving readings and you know lots of blessing cards are coming up for these people you know i'm just like you know hey have you considered journaling or you know mm-hmm. um writing down affirmations and stuff and you know just kind of like putting just putting that information out there not really saying hey to activate the law of attraction all you have right. to do is <laughs> right, right. You know, or do this but um i think just you know you don't even have to fully commit to the law of attraction as a whole i don't think i think if if someone just wants to start with you know something as little as just writing down things to be grateful for or mm-hmm. you know writing a list of positive affirmations for the day or journaling about you know what they're grateful for. I think that that's an excellent start. Like you don't even have to commit to, you know, all these big plans or a manifestation or anything. You know, it it works on its own if you just, you know, it with just gratitude alone, I think.
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Magnetic uh, power
0: of gratitude, right? Mhm. That um that has really helped me the most because um it's hard. I know for, for some people who experience depression in the way that I have, it's, it's extremely hard in those moments to stop and think about all of the things that you have and that you're, that you're blessed with and that you're grateful for. It's extremely hard to do, but Mm -hmm. it just making a commitment and deciding to do those things, even in those hard and kind of mixed up moments has been the best thing that has ever that I have ever done for myself mm-hmm. and it, it really truly really does work Find, finding mm-hmm. time to experience gratitude for the things and the people in your life and the experiences um it it really has saved my my mental health really mm-hmm. I I would bet I would bet everything I have that gratitude can fix
2: most people's uh, issues. Hmm. Uh, yes, <laughs> I will definitely <laughs> agree with that. I could about ten different moments of <laughs> hearing that same message from different people in different countries and different places. Exactly the mm-hmm. same key is the gratitude, and mm-hmm. is. is The secret password, the not-so-secret code. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The secret words really are, thank you. (laughs) Right, right. Now, we do actually have a caller who's raised their hand to come on the air. I'm going to bring them on the line here and see what they are having to say here. Uh, Caller ending in 88. You are on the Psychic Inside Show. Who are we speaking with? Khalil Reed calling from Charlottesville, Virginia. Hello. Welcome to the show this evening. Did you have a comment or were you hoping to have a psychic reading this evening? Psychic reading? Um, well, let me just pause to say tonight we're actually not going to have readings on the show because tomorrow on the YouTube, on the vibrary YouTube C.L.D. is going to be offering live tarot readings with me on my in the cards with the vibrarian. So we're going to live stream and invite you to join us over there tomorrow at eight well, p.m. Eastern.
0: Okay, I get, I'm going to hang up.
2: I appreciate
0: I appreciate you letting
1: me know. But well, I, I, I thank um,
2: you for listening. Well,
1: okay. I hope
2: that you'll tune in each week. Uh, it's format. A little differently, I will announce at the beginning if there is definitely readings. And I I would hate for you to have waited, but I hope that you found that CLD's interview has been very interesting. Okay. Thank you. Welcome. Okay. (laughs) Are you still with me? I mean, yeah, hopefully, he, yeah. hopefully
0: he can come back tomorrow and I can give him a reading. <laughs>
2: yes, I hope so, too. So, But uh, <laughs> this is always interesting. I do appreciate all of the people who listen live through the computer, through the phone lines, and then, of course, if you are catching the replay, it's in the perfect moment. So that was the big surprise that I was going to say is that tomorrow I'm so excited Because we are going to be reading together on my YouTube channel for In the Cards with the Librarian. I'm really excited because, you know, as a card reader, we like other card readers, especially. Oh, yes. (laughs) I cannot wait to see. See, uh, it doesn't have to be tarot, like any deck that you want to share a with us about. We're gonna talk cards, and then we're gonna read for everybody who joins us in the chat. We'll take one question. I'm really excited.
0: <laughs> I know. I was I was really excited when you proposed that idea to me. Like, I was really excited to possibly do readings at the on this interview, but like when you told me that, I was just like,
2: oh yeah. This is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun on live because, you know, you're showing the cards and people get a chance to meet you differently, uh, which is uh, awesome, too. Plus, it's just fun because it's cards. What's not to enjoy about getting messages from spirit and sharing good vibrations, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um it i really i enjoy doing that for people as well um just through cards I enjoy telling people um like all of the good things that they have coming in and you know all of the you know how how to keep all the good things in their life and and all of that um that's that's one of my favorite things to do as as a reader i love i love it when people um, ask me what's coming up for them and I can just tell them all of the good blessings and, and all the mm-hmm. things that they're going to, it's just, it's amazing.
2: <laughs> now on your Instagram, people can follow you. Do you talk like tarot and law of attraction and I, uh, you know, I'm sorry I have not tapped into your feed. <laughs> to, to oh, no. know. <laughs>
0: um. So I'm actually, I need to get better at posting more on my Instagram and uh, my Facebook. I'm trying to um, also put together ideas for TikTok and ways to do live so that I can actually have like discussions and and live readings. Um, I have yet to post, uh, I have yet to to do a live on Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. But um, I'm, I'm, looking into more how to uh how to put that out there and, and create reels i'm i'm terrible at, ma- at at taking videos of myself i don't i'm i'll take a <laughs> selfie every now and then but i'm not i'm not good at taking videos of myself it's just very awkward
2: for me so yeah um, yeah
0: <laughs> i can relate I'm, to I'm, that too <laughs> yeah you you make you make your youtube your the videos for your youtube so you're you're probably more adjusted than I am, but I uh, I'm I'm working on it. So I, I I'm hoping to have uh, my I do have a TikTok account. I have not I've yet to post videos to it, but I'm I'm working up to it, and hopefully both like probably ne- I'm I'm probably going to be posting my my first video next month. It's actually um it, it's a mini tutorial on how to reiki stuff animals. I've been oh, trying cool. to make it a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
2: cool. I have no idea how to do the TikTok things. I'm going to sound like an old person. I don't know how to do the TikTok, but, uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, um, I could definitely my, see. It's overwhelming, really, to – I find it very distracting for me, personally, and then it's a lot of things to do that's not actually – Like, uh, you know, in the present moment, right, it's pushing it out. And so I tend to default to, like, the phone call that comes in for somebody who needs to have a conversation. Or, you know, then I would just sit and, you know, try to figure out some of the technology things (laughs) that are required.
0: Yeah. Anything that I know about TikTok, I've had to learn from my younger sister. I have, (laughs) I try to use the editing feature on there and I have no clue what to do with anything. I'm just there like trying, trying on the filters and my sister's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now, in terms of your Services, people can connect with you. You're still reading at the Blue Barn on the first weekend of the month, right, Saturdays and Sundays if they're in Atlanta?
0: Yes. Um, Next month, though, for July, we're actually going to be doing the big psychic fair on the second weekend of July because Gloria says they don't mess with the 4th of July, and I'm like, I don't blame you. Yeah, they don't,
2: yes. Okay, so second week in July for in-person. And do you see clients over the phone or video as well? Um,
0: I have yet to figure out how to manage that. I've only done like a couple of readings through, um, a couple of outside readings away from the psychic. I've only done a couple through email. Um, I'm still trying to figure out a a better way and more efficient way to read. Um, But people can, uh, I I do accept emails at my, um, it's cld.intuitive at gmail.com. That is where I do accept uh, readings through email. Um, I could, and um, if someone requests a reading, I can send them further
2: details.
0: But um, as of right now, I don't have,
2: I'm sorry. Oh, so we included uh, in the show notes, uh your link tree and your connection handles so it should go out to you if you're listening be sure you look here at the uh, description to get the information for contacting CLD with her email and to get services and let me just tell you, after this show, I'll be reaching out in the next couple days because I would love to host you as part of the Vibrary, uh, which is a resource for people to be connected with healers, readers and folks like that. And so I will definitely be reaching out to see how we can support you in your effort to bring your services to more people. That's our whole goal. Let people know where people are and how to be able to sit in front of them. And like I said, I know that my time sitting at your table was very beneficial, and I can personally vouch for the high vibrational energy you possessed and the value of the messages that were communicated to me in that moment. So I probably have it recorded on my phone somewhere because I always record my readings. I'll probably have to, I need to go back and listen to it. Maybe that spirit's nudge telling me there's a new little nugget for me to uncover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe you know I believe I fully believe that you know time is something that humans created. So you know you could have a time traveling message on its way to you. Who who knows?
2: <laughs> Absolutely, I received that too. <laughs> Well CLD this has been Just wonderful getting to know you And I do want to Have you back again Maybe on another channel uh, Message Or like maybe on my YouTube Because I do want to talk about like uh, Neurodivergencies And psychic uh, Abilities And I've got two or three other people That I would bring to the table We have a little round table You know, I think that it's so important that we are recognizing that things that at one point in time would have caused a person to be labeled as other in some negative way, Mm -hmm. the sheer number of people now who um, Mm -hmm. exist and are now normal to have uh, neurodivergency within society in a way never mm-hmm. before acknowledged.
0: Yes, yeah, and um, I'm I'm all for promoting that as as well, and just kind of um, scraping away those negative implications for neurodivergency is
2: also mm-hmm. is
0: also um, something that I'm very passionate about.
2: Well, and let me just share this with you. I, you know, work in a corporate environment as a librarian. And mm-hmm. at, um, I get placed at law firms with the contract work that I do. And I at a client very recently. I was able to sit in on their, um, I think it was autism, during Autism Awareness Month, they had a whole firm wide lunch thing and it was a facilitator, I can't remember her name, but she was showing real world examples of neurodivergencies that you would not have recognized before. So they talk about communication patterns. Crowds, groups, processing, reading, communication skills, context, and facial gestures. It was so informing, uh, but it was very much like... People are wired differently, and the sooner you <laughs> come to recognize the benefit of that different wiring, the healthier your organization is. The better your ideas are, because it takes a variety to come up with the best that can be conceived. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. That, no. That makes that makes perfect sense because. Um, you know, it, it's no surprise that neurodivergent people are usually out-of-the-box thinkers, you know. And mm-hmm. they, um, you know, they, they have a lot of different ways of doing things that, you know, um, ne- that neurotypicals just might not, uh, you know, come to. And mm-hmm. um, it, it doesn't mean that there's any – I'm not saying that, you know, neurotypicals are, you know uh, – you know more plain than the neurodivergent people in any right but they're just neurodivergent people are just different and they think differently and they you need those two mm-hmm. kind of um you know bring in fresh ideas and new ways of thinking and they're mm-hmm. they're, they're really valuable i've found
2: absolutely i mean it's part i think of the flowering of this new age that uh, is causing us all to expand how we process just the world and for uh, people who waken to certain gifts or abilities or ways of being it for every person that does that it gives the next person opportunity to see what that looks like and That's why I so appreciate that you've come here this evening to have this conversation with me uh, because somewhere someone will uh, have heard something relatable in this discussion. And for that, I have a deep level of trust about.
0: Yes. I I really appreciate you inviting me to have this conversation with you as well. Um, I'm I'm more or less very open about talking about neurodivergency and metaphysical work and, and all of this, um, integrated type of, um, you know, learning and, 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 and taking, uh, you know, like how we, how we perceive the world in different ways, because, um, it, 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 I really didn't, Feel comfortable talking about it until I heard other people talking about it, and that's if I can help do that for someone else or make someone else feel more comfortable to talk about it and mm-hmm. relay their own. Ex- mm-hmm. Then you know that just one person would is would be enough for me, and and that that that's really um, it's not it's not my. Um, it's it's not my my only goal in talking about that but i i really if it helps one person that that would you know that that's why i do it that's why i'm i'm open to talking about it
2: well you are on my now moment of gratitude list <laughs> so- um, um, now, for those of you who are listening, I do invite you to tune in tomorrow to the Vibrary V-I-B-E-R-A-R-Y, YouTube channel. We are going to have live tarot readings from CLV tomorrow uh, and as a separate component rather than having live Greetings on this evening. Um, Now, next week, my guest is Roger. Now, Roger is a reader that I met in Sedona, Arizona, when I traveled last month. That with him, had a really awesome reading. I love that I get to have all these great messages from spirit delivered through so many amazing people. So Roger is going to be here on next Tuesday. And the following Tuesday, I have uh, Jennifer Sacklin, um, who is a yogi and meditation facilitator. So I'm very excited that you all will be here for the next few weeks. And uh, CLB, I appreciate you, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for In the Cards.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I'm going to be spending the rest of the evening uh, picking out which decks I want
2: to use. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Each of you, I hope that you have the most blessing-filled week and that those blessings just pour out from you and bless the world around you. The light in me absolutely sees and honors the light in you. Namaste.